Welcome to episode four of the Who Am I podcast with the Southside Church of Christ. I am Brian Deal. I'm Jackson Wells. And we are glad that you have decided to join us. We are glad that you are listening to this podcast, Who Am I? Maintaining our Christian identity amid the shifting sands of culture. Yeah. As we kick off this week's episode, we may should have done this one a week before because the topic that we're going with sort of lines up with something that we were experiencing last week, which was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. He was, by some people, viewed as a rebel. He was going against some societal norms that Mm -hmm. should not have been in place, and he he changed the culture for some of the things we experience today, which is is pretty awesome. So, rebels. My question for you, Brian, who is your favorite rebel? (laughs) Uh, To me, (laughs) this is kind of a... Uh, an oxymoron of an idea. Your okay. favorite rebel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How do you how do you pick someone like that? I've been thinking, and I'm going to go with Martin Luther. Martin Luther. That's the a, the namesake of <laughs> Martin Luther King. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, Martin Luther. You know, we just passed a few years ago the 500 year anniversary. Wow. Of when he nailed his 95 theses uh, to the door of the, the Catholic Church in uh, Wittenberg, Germany. Wow. And, and so the thing to me about Luther is, on, on the one hand, you know, he certainly stirred the pot. You know, yeah. But he did it in such a way that was was not... He wasn't a troublemaker, right? right. You know, because he's he nails up these ninety-five theses. Well, even from the beginning, his idea was that this is something that needs to be a point of discussion. This is something that we need to talk about in the universities and among the the monks and and all of that. But it it didn't work out that way because of the reaction that he got. Yeah, right. Well, and that's (laughs) we we could talk about rebellions. That could be its probably own series on the podcast, but like one of the things about rebel leaders, if you will, is a lot of times their intentions are good, but the reactions that they get are more violent in their direction. (laughs) Right. Thinking about Martin Luther King Jr. Sure. A lot of the, I mean, he went to prison and everything he did was quote unquote peaceful. Right. Um, Right. I mean, I think about Rosa Parks and her, I mean, she, she wasn't, causing anybody any trouble yet right she got sent to jail as well you know it's just right this yeah. this idea of rebellion can sometimes be bad and then absolutely and and, and so someone like martin luther he gets he gets excommunicated yeah. and, and all of these things but i love what i love about martin luther is is he he puts up these 95 theses he says this is something that we really need to investigate further we need to talk further about what this is and then Ten years later, or I'm sorry, no, uh, four years later, my math's off today, I guess, <laughs> in 1521 at the Edict of Worms, mm-hmm. he is brought uh, basically to trial, and he's he's told you you must recant, you 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 must turn away from what you have been writing and all these things, and I love what he says. He says, "I am unless I am." convinced of error by the testimony of Scripture, 
or by manifest reasoning. I stand convinced by the Scriptures to what I have appealed, and my conscience is taken captive by God's Word. I cannot and will not recant anything, for to act against our conscience is neither safe for us nor open to us. On this I take my stand. I can do no other. Uh, that's pretty that's, awesome. <laughs> that's bold. <laughs> yeah. Because he didn't know what what might come of this, you know, uh, what, excommunication he could be executed mm-hmm. uh who knows yeah, uh, it and it takes guts <laughs> yeah well yeah. and something else that i think rebels with good intentions have are it's this effect that they have on other people because right who who is standing up to the catholic church right nobody after martin luther who is standing up to the church a lot more people. Many more, <laughs> right? Um, and so sometimes <laughs> it, it takes that first person to get it started to that's, to make that's a difference. right. It, so Martin, Martin Luther, that's a good one. That's a really good one. All right. So who's yours? Well, um, I was talking to you earlier. A lot of the rebels that I looked up um, were not good people. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were uh, Lee rebellions that were either violent or you know uh, just just not good. And so. Um, the, the person that I picked, not necessarily a great person, but is one of those copycats. Okay. In the 1600s, there was a guy named Thomas II, and he was the first pirate that we think of, the first modern pirate. Okay. And then after him, <laughs> there were all kinds of pirates, and we, we know some of them in pop culture today. Probably the most famous is Blackbeard. Right. But this guy that I'm going to talk about briefly, his name is William Kidd. He was an English, uh, he was Scottish, fighting for England. Um, He was in the Bahamas at one point, and he got captured by France. And so he took over, the. he kind of led this rebellion on the French ship, took over the French ship, and then instead of fighting for England, he became a pirate. (laughs) And so, like, I think pirate perfectly embellishes like rebellion. It's it's okay. the person who's just like I I don't answer to any government. I don't answer to anybody. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to get my own treasure, and if you get in my way, good luck. And so he <laughs> he goes. He he was one of the most successful pirates, and then he retires. And so it's hard for a pirate to retire because they're typically wanted people. Right. They're, sure. It's either you. You die, <laughs> a pirate. <laughs> okay. Um, so instead of getting killed, though, he actually gets hired by the uh, English Navy to hunt pirates. And they're like, this this couldn't be a better deal. I think the English were like, this is going to be perfect. This man knows what pirates think like. We're right. going to be able to hire him. Right. Who do... better to know how to hunt a pirate than yeah. a pirate himself? And then he turns on his contract. <laughs> oh, good grief. <laughs> so he, re- he, he like has this chance to redeem himself, and then he rebels again. And then he ended up getting captured in 1699 and was executed in 1701 at the age wow. of 56. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, you could talk about any pirate as a rebel, I think. But, yeah. <laughs> he, so he was a 56-year-old pirate. Yeah. Yeah. That's he, getting on up there in age, I would think. Yeah. And I wouldn't think that that job uh, lends itself to uh, lengthy life. <laughs> no, no. Um, well, and, that, and that's what's crazy. Like, it, it's kind of like, 
if you do any reading in gangs, this is completely unrelated, but if you do like, if you study like gang structure, like there's the guy on the bottom of the totem pole and they hardly get anything, right. but the guy at the top gets everything. Yet, if you're anywhere on that totem pole, the risk is the same. Okay, and so like, right. if you were the worst of the worst pirates who just got hired yesterday and you weren't making anything, if you got captured tomorrow, you were still going to get hanged. And so like, it was a, high risk, low reward kind of job. Right. It, if you got <laughs> if you got one ship captured, you might be good. But you know, you you could you can study on some pirates if that piques your interest. And this was William Kidd. William Kidd. Yeah. Not Billy the Kid. Not Billy the Kid. <laughs> what, man, this is this is another thing. Billy Joel, my favorite musician of all time. He's got a song called Billy the Kid and he right. talks about that. And um at the end of that song he's talking about himself and uh, he talks about Oyster Bay, um, which is one of the places that William Kidd, the pirate, oh, good grief, like sailed into. <laughs> so, <laughs> good grief. Yeah. Um, when I, and then <laughs> what, what's crazy about William Kidd's capture is all of the conspiracy that was going on. Like, with there was a, a Boston governor or a New York governor that was like, if I can capture William Kidd, I won't get in as much trouble because of all of the dealings I have done. And so, oh, man. It's just like, You've got all this evil going on, and <laughs> but he was he was rebellious. William Kidd was rebellious at any given point, given the chance. <laughs> well, in case you haven't guessed, our subject for today, or our question for today, is: Am I a rebel? And I guess you know, depending on the context of that question, I think that a rebel could be seen as a positive thing or a negative thing. Uh, there are people who have rebelled in certain ways throughout history that have created uh, good things. Martin Luther and Martin Luther King both being mm-hmm. good examples of that. And then there's also the rebels that are creating problems for their culture or for a lot of uh, other people. And then we have, you know, fictional characters that are sometimes <laughs> yeah. championed because of their rebelliousness, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Jackson, you and I are both Star Wars fans, yeah. and the rebels, yeah. the rebel alliance, that's the good guys. Yeah. Uh, the, the evil empire is the bad guys, yeah. and then the ones who are trying to overturn that empire, that's the good guys. They're the rebels, and so it's kind of hard to know, you know, do I want to be a rebel? Am mm-hmm. I supposed to be a rebel? Should I be a rebel? You yeah. <laughs> and then that's a, that's a whole, uh, we refer to in the Civil War, the South, they were the, the rebellion. Typically the rebellion is pushing away from the norm. Right. Um, and so you have to kind of ask yourself, well, is the norm good? And if the norm is bad then we're rebelling against the norm is is good. When it comes to the way we live as Christians, Matthew 5, 9 says this, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. A peacemaker is the complete opposite of someone (laughs) who is a rebel, which in the end, a rebel's goal is for there to be peace. So I can see how... Well, in order for me to make peace, I have to rebel. It's got to get worse before <laughs> it gets better. 
But I, I don't think that if we look at Jesus' life, there was never a moment where peace wasn't the best option. Right. Even if it was submission. We, we always sing a song, could have called 10,000 angels, but man, let me tell you, that war would have been over before you know it, and humans right. would have been on the losing side. That's right. Um, so it, it, what, what does it mean for us to be peacemakers as Christians? It's very important. I, I think that's the challenge, is, is the idea of, of being a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certainly are, are passages where we're encouraged to be seeking peace, mm-hmm. um, and that shows up a lot in Scripture. I think the idea of being a peacemaker is, is even more. You know, there's, there's an element of that, you know, rather than it's more active than yeah, passive. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, it's not just observe peace. It's right. a maker. You have, to be, you have to be doing something in order for that to, right. in order to achieve it. Right. So. And, and I think the, the interesting thing to me about the idea of being a peacemaker is, is when you step back and think about the culture and the government under which most of these people lived mm-hmm. in the first century, you know, as a part of the Roman government as a part of the Roman Empire, and yet here they are as Christians who mm-hmm. were rejected by the Jews, who were, depending on which exact time period, they were either ignored by the Roman Empire or they were persecuted by the Roman Empire, and yet they're told they're to seek peace. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, sometimes I think we, we get it in our heads that... Uh, uh, Jesus's example in the in the temple mm-hmm. is our excuse to not be a peacemaker. Yeah. As, well, you look at look at what Jesus did there. Boy, that was not very peaceful. <laughs> and and that sounds like a really convenient excuse. Yeah. But but most of the time when I hear that I, I think you know the next time you're as wise as Jesus. <laughs> You are welcome uh-huh. to take those kinds of actions, yeah. because I I think we are not equipped to have the kind of wisdom and distinction to know exactly when we can and can't yeah. uh, take those kinds of actions. And, I, and you think about the the win definitely in that one because if someone was trying to kill me. I would most certainly rebel. There was a time when that was happening to Jesus, and he let it happen, of course, right, for our salvation. Right. But, like, you're exactly right. Like, whenever I have that wisdom, then I – so, never. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. But, yeah, it, it's it's definitely uh, – it's, it's a challenge. And then mm-hmm. being able to navigate that now, because – and I think this is what we're going to lead into is – it is so natural for us to not be peacemakers. For like sure. It, it's, it's easier to rebel <laughs> sometimes than it is to, to I don't want to say compromise, but, but a lot of times that's what you have to do. And sometimes you have to just lose um, in order for there to be peace. Right, and, right. And that's okay. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> it's, it's sometimes we have to be okay with, with being on the losing end. Why do you think this is such an important part of Scripture? Why do you think this is something that shows up so much as, as an emphasis for Christian living? I think there are 
so many times where Jesus calls us to be different. And it is so natural for us as humans to rebel. Okay. And right. so if we are peaceful people, if we're making peace, we're going to look different. That's for sure. And <laughs> it, it, it's just going to, it's going to make us stand out and people are going to be like, well, what is the deal with those people? <laughs> okay. And, yeah. um, and it, it, it really will make us uh, stand out. There's always this time in our, maybe not in everyone's lives, but there's a rebellious phase or you're going to have this <laughs> moment where you're going to stick it to the man. Right. <laughs> um, but Jesus never has, he, he has those moments, but in peaceful ways. I'm going to go back to the Old Testament for a second. Jesus may or may not have made an appearance here. They, I was doing some research on it this week, and you can't really confirm. But I think about uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay. Here are these guys who are captured. They're exiles. They're not in their homeland, and they're being forced to to live a way that isn't conducive to their customs. Right. They're asked to bow to a statue, and they just don't do it. They're rebelling. Yes. At the risk of their own life. For sure. But they're doing it peacefully. They're not. Right. They're not trying to kill Nebuchadnezzar. They're, right. They're, they're doing their own thing peacefully, and. I'm so glad that we have that text because it just shows God's power and their peaceful action. Yes, they get thrown into the furnace. The, the <laughs> furnace. There's a fourth guy that showed up in there. Was that Jesus? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, after that, they get taken out of the furnace, and Nebuchadnezzar's like, "Okay, I believe in your God now." <laughs> right. And right. anybody that doesn't is going to get their arms and legs torn off. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's such like, a powerful thing that they did. Yeah, right? um, to stand up to uh, an oppressive government, to risk your life for something, which doesn't seem very peaceful, but they were doing it peacefully. And then God's glory is shown after that. Right, um, right. And I think that is where humans, we, we don't think that far ahead. We don't think, well, I need to react now. That way I'm okay. That way sure. I'm saved. Sure. But if we kind of step back, okay, what's the more peaceful option and then also think, well, how is God's glory going to be shown in this? A lot more difference can be made. Right. Um, so, And yeah. I love that example. I, th- I think that is a great example of how we can see the difference between a peacemaker in the midst of a rebellion mm-hmm. and what would have not been a peacemaker in the midst of a rebellion. Mm-hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego weren't going around say, trying to find ways to overthrow Nebuchadnezzar and the government. Yeah. They were simply just not going to yeah. bow to that idol. Yeah. Uh, and there's so much more that they could have done that mm-hmm. they didn't do. Yeah. And uh, it was I, it was a it was a let go let God which right. is very cheesy but right. <laughs> it, was, it was a let go let God kind of moment absolutely and, and I think that's kind of how we should approach this idea of being a peacemaker and I think one of the the passages that I think is really really important in understanding the importance of being a peacemaker is in Galatians five but it's not what you would expect. (laughs) It's not a a passage that you would expect because actually what's happening here in these verses is it's right before the fruit of the Spirit. 
And before the fruit of the Spirit list, love, joy, peace, patience, all that, we have the works of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And there's some terrible things listed here. Sexual immorality, impurity, idolatry, sorcery. Mm-hmm. So some evil things <laughs> in here. And right in the middle of that, in Galatians 5 and verse 20, some of the things that are listed are rivalries, dissensions, divisions. And I think, boy, that's really interesting to me that here, alongside sorcery and idolatry, (laughs) is divisions. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we forget how seriously God takes the need for peace amongst his people. And if we are creating division, boy, that's that's not okay with yeah. God. And, and I think that it has everything to do with our attitude. You yeah. know, there's a, there's a way to say, you know, I'm not sure I agree with this, and let's have a discussion about it. You know, mm-hmm. nailing up the 95 theses, yeah. you know, something yeah. like that. Here's some things that I think we need to discuss and study more carefully that are not necessarily creating division and dissension and undermining leaders and doing those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know, again, going back to your example with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they simply refused to do what was wrong. Yeah. They, they didn't make a big stink about it. They didn't try to get some of the soldiers or something mm-hmm. to get on their side and mm-hmm. try to run some kind of military coup or something. They didn't throw a fit. You know, they didn't try to draw more attention to themselves by throwing a fit and saying, you know, tearing their clothes and throwing mm-hmm. dust up in the air. I keep thinking about the way the, the Jews did things yeah. uh, with, with Paul and Jesus. and <laughs> But they didn't do those kinds of things. They just simply did not bow. And so it's such a difficult thing sometimes for for people, it seems, in our culture to Mm -hmm. be peacemakers. Yeah. Well, we've got to be right. Um, (laughs) Right. So many times. (laughs) And a lot of times we just need to accept that we aren't (laughs) and admit that we're wrong. And right. Sometimes, like I said, sometimes at the beginning, it's 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 powerful to say that you're wrong, because peace can come right out of that moment. Absolutely. Um, and you know, sometimes I think we have to also be willing to say that it's okay that we disagree mm-hmm. on on some things. Yeah. And uh, I think that we have have gotten to a point in our culture where somehow we've convinced. Uh, ourselves that we can't disagree mm-hmm. yeah, or, or that you disagreeing with me means you hate me. And mm-hmm. so I have to, I have to react to it as though yeah. you're saying that you hate me and everything about me. And so then there's this immediate knee jerk overreaction and, uh, man, that's not peacemakers. It's not, it's not. <laughs> and I think about the civil war a lot when I think about rebellion, um, and there was a time uh, during the Civil War where there was a presidential election in the Union, Abraham Lincoln versus this guy named McClellan. And McClellan was going to run on a different platform that potentially could have beat Abraham Lincoln. But he realized that in order for there to be peace, there needed to be unity. And Abraham Lincoln ended up winning in this crazy, massive landslide 
because McClellan kind of just was like, it needs to be you. It we I'm, I, okay. I I disagree with you, Abraham Lincoln, right. but I realize that in order for us to have peace over here, anyways, this is the way it needs to go. Interesting. And which is which is I think a lot of people need to be reminded that they're they don't realize how powerful they are, and admitting to making those decisions at the expense of yourself is better for a lot of other people. Right. Um, right. And that's human side of it. As Christians, we should be making those decisions for the not the well-being of ourselves, our human self, but for our own salvation and for the salvation of others. Right. That's great. That's great. Will, is there uh, any other thoughts that you have? Had, any, had anything else? I, I don't have anything else. Um, in the thought of the most... Well-remembered rebels, as you go forward this week, may the force be with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, no, right. Um, but try this week. Try to try to find peaceful options. If it, if it if there is a conflict, ask yourself: Okay, is what I'm doing creating more conflict, or am I seeking the more peaceful option? Um, Absolutely. I think that would be a good challenge for anybody to to have and try. Right, right. And remember that that as Christians. Uh, our identity includes that of being a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. We hope that this episode has been useful to you, and we look forward to uh, seeing you or hearing from you sometime soon. God bless, and have a great week. <laughs>